Hi, welcome to Story Hall, a podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace and let us put a story in your hole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Roger. I'm Joey. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. Hey. Hi. You, uh, y'all like Pinocchio? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, you nose I do. <laughs> long noses, I'm loving them. <laughs> what do you like about them? I like his little hat. The long nose. I like how finally the Italians make it into like a major story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one time. That's the one representation <laughs> the of Italians. Time. It's, it's that one and my cousin Vinny. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his nose is the big thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not at first. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> do you guys think you have a, do you have something like that? Do you have like a tell? Something that gets bigger, Roger? <laughs> guys, guys, has that ever happened to you? Is this normal? Mom, help. <laughs> um, I don't know. I lie. I love lying. Uh-huh. I, like, I like lying all the time. Here, uh, give us one right now. Lay one on us. Oh, okay. Um, I am... Six foot tall. Ooh. Is that true? It is. <laughs> wow. Did, hey, did, did anything get bigger? You know what? My my head. <laughs> Your ego. I, yeah, my ego because I, I got away with that. Joey's very good at lying. Yeah, I like it's, lying. It's to the point where um, he'll lie to my wife and I will tell her that he's going to lie to her mm-hmm. about this thing. And then he will. And she will still believe. Yeah, it. that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I was pushing that too. I can't remember what the lie was, but I remember being like, I, I'm going to lie to you about this and it's going to happen in the next two weeks or something like that. And it was great. Yeah, I couldn't remember what, what it was that I was lying to her about though. It's something ridiculous. But anyway, I like lying. This isn't, it's not about lying, but if I eat sour candy, I get really sweaty. <laughs> so that's your tell. That's weird, <laughs> sure. If you're not sure if I'm eating sour candy or not, just check to see if I'm sweating. Are you allergic to it? I think I'm allergic to it. Yeah. Oh. I just sweat a lot and there's a lot of blood in my pee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is gaslighting, is that acceptable as a joke? What's, what's the joke? I mean, let's hear it. Let's, I'll, I'll be the judge. Well, you gotta like, you gotta convince somebody that they're wrong over time subtly. Oh, are you saying gaslight somebody as a gag? As a joke. Can I gaslight as a joke? I think it depends on your intentions, right? If you're doing it to harm somebody, then no. But if you're doing it- It's just doing it because it's funny. What if it's a a harmless gaslight? Oh, okay. Here's one. There was a time a long time ago when Brian, I I tried to be subtle about it. I used to try to insist that you liked the Lakers with me. (laughs) And I remember the idea behind it, I was just going to pretend that I I didn't really understand because it would be like the first time I talked about it, I was like, oh, no, I was just watching Lakers game. And like, you know, I know I tell you a little bit about it, but you would just kind of like nod and smile because you're just being polite, you know? Uh-huh. And over time, because I knew that you were going to nod and smile the first few times, <laughs> then I would start giving you more details. And eventually I think I told you I was going to invite you to a game. <laughs> yeah, didn't, I, I remember, didn't you buy him like a Lakers keychain or something? Is yeah, that something like that. <laughs> I just it's think that's funny. kind of an interesting thing. So you have an experience where somebody's just trying to be polite while you're talking about something that they genuinely don't care about. And you're like, I'm going to punish this person for that. <laughs> It was all no, no. It was it was a plan long before I actually started doing it. I mean, if he could convince you that you did like the Lakers, though, I mean, no harm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you just found more love. You just love those basketball boys. Hey, 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 Joey, check this out, Kobe. Hey, come on, hey, hey no, well, not actually, you're not allowed to do that anymore, Brian. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Everybody's allowed to make so, one Kobe wait, joke. I, now I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I'm the bad guy here. <laughs> um, going back to Pinocchio, though. Did you know that in the original story of Pinocchio, his nose growing when he lies is not a big thing? It's like a one-off gag. Oh, it's really? not like a defining characteristic of Pinocchio at all. 
Huh. huh. And actually, the biggest part of Pinocchio's character, I'd say, is that he's just a real piece of shit. Pinocchio. Our Pinocchio. Are we talking like the, the movie Pinocchio or like story Pinocchio before the movie or what? We're talking about the original story. So on this week's whole, the truth about Pinocchio. I'm going to go ahead and take it back. Pinocchio is actually Greek, not Italian. <laughs> is that true? No, I'm just trying to cover cover my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the original Pinocchio is Italian. It was written in 1883 by an Italian author, and it was a, a 36-part story that was released in a children's magazine at the time. And it was wildly popular. It got translated into a bunch of different languages, sold copies all over the world. Uh, it was made into a silent film in 1911. And then eventually, in 1940, Disney bought the rights for the Pinocchio that I'd imagine most people know today, right? Yeah. The original story, though, is very different. Is the whale still in it? No. There's no whale. There's no monster. Oh. But there is a giant shark called Attila. I do like that. <laughs> but the story starts with a carpenter. And this carpenter is building a table. And he grabs a log that he's going to shape into a leg for the table. But when he grabs his axe to chop the log, a little voice comes out of the log oh. telling the carpenter to be careful with that thing. He doesn't want to get hurt. <laughs> and the carpenter shocks. He drops his axe, but he just assumes he must have imagined the voice. So he gets his sander out and he starts sanding down the log. And the, oh, log's, no. the log starts giggling and telling him that he's tickling his tummy. <laughs> and at this point, the carpenter is thoroughly freaked out. But right at that moment, there's a knock on the door. It's the old man that lives next door. His name is Geppetto. And Geppetto is poor. He uh, he wears a really ugly yellow wig. And everyone in town makes fun of him for his gross wig. Which isn't really important to the story at all. But they, they definitely spend some time establishing that Geppetto's wig just, it really sucks. It's a terrible wig. It's probably because at the very end of the story, the the twist ending is that he has like he has beautiful long blonde hair at the end, right? <laughs> Underneath the wig. <laughs> Yeah, it's a wig. <laughs> huh? But Geppetto's knocking on the door because he wants to see if this carpenter has any scrap wood that he can use. He's going to try to build a marionette puppet so he can put on shows and try to earn a little extra money. And the carpenter sees his chance to get rid of this haunted log, so he gives Geppetto the talking wood. Now Geppetto takes it home and he starts carving it into a marionette. And from the beginning, weird things start happening. Uh, no matter how he carves the nose, the wood of the nose just keeps growing. It just keeps getting bigger and uglier, and Geppetto keeps shaving it down, and it just grows right back. But eventually, Geppetto just gives up on the nose, and he moves on. He carves a, a mouth, and as soon as he's finished with the mouth, the wood starts laughing at it and sticking out his tongue at Geppetto. <laughs> Yikes. But he moves on, and he carves uh, little wooden arms for the log. And as soon as the log realizes that it has arms now, it uses those arms to snatch the wig off Geppetto's head <laughs> and to start throwing it around and making fun of Geppetto. And uh, Geppetto is uh, a little dismayed, but he pushes on and he carves two little wooden legs for the log. And the first thing that this log does when it realizes it has legs is kick Geppetto straight in the nose. <laughs> and the whole time, Geppetto is like, well... I guess I deserve this with tears in his eyes. It's really, <laughs> what? really sad, man. It's so weird mm -hmm. that you would see this thing that just you give it arms and it's crawling around and being an asshole. You're like, well, better make it mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but finally, the puppet's finished. Uh, Geppetto wipes away his tears and he names the puppet Pinocchio and calls him his son. And he puts Pinocchio down on the floor and immediately... Pinocchio just makes a run for it, just heads straight for the door, out into the street, and he's running to town. So Geppetto chases him, and eventually he's able to catch up to Pinocchio, and he grabs him and starts dragging him back home. 
And Pinocchio starts making a scene. He starts crying out that this man is abusing him. <laughs> and people start to take note. And there's a crowd gathering. And everyone's like, oh, no. Geppetto, <laughs> Geppetto's a really bad man. He's abusing that, that child slash puppet. <laughs> and, and eventually, a cop notices. And the cop sees this old man abusing what appears to be a kid. And he arrests Geppetto and takes him to jail. This is a really weird story. Jesus. <laughs> wow. This is a kid's magazine? So now Pinocchio is free. Geppetto's in jail. No old man to get in his way. So he goes back to Geppetto's house. And he just starts kind of like... Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's home alone. He's, yeah. he's the king of the castle. But it turns out he's not actually alone. Here's a little voice call out to him. And Pinocchio asks who's there. And the voice says, it's me, the talking cricket. And there's a little cricket crawling on the wall. Now, in the Disney movie, this is Jiminy Cricket. Mm -hmm. In the book, his name is just the Talking Cricket. So the Talking Cricket tells Pinocchio that he shouldn't be so mean to his dad. Bad things happen to bad kids. And Pinocchio tells the Cricket to shut up. And when the Cricket keeps telling him to be good, Pinocchio grabs a hammer off the table and throws it at the Cricket and just nails it. Yikes. Pinocchio murders the Talking Cricket in the first scene. No way. He just dies right away? He dies right there. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. And what aim? Yeah, that's that's press. He's a newborn. Isn't this what is this Hawkeye's Hawkeye's about? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Hawkeye. What if Rogers is telling us the story of Hawkeye? <laughs> yeah. very I haven't seen it yet, so it could be. Now, after a night in jail, Geppetto's released and he goes back home. And uh, Pinocchio is actually happy to see him, but for pretty selfish reasons. Pinocchio's hungry. And during the night, he fell asleep with his feet too close to the oven and it burnt his feet off. Oh. So he needs new feet. And Geppetto comes in and he fixes them up and he makes breakfast for Pinocchio. And, and Pinocchio promises to be good from now on. And he even agrees to go to school. Now, like I mentioned, Geppetto is poor. But he realizes that if, if Pinocchio is going to go to school, he's going to need books. And Geppetto doesn't really have the money to afford the books. But he's willing to make some sacrifices. So Geppetto goes out and he sells his one and only coat, his only jacket. He's like, I'm willing to suffer and be cold if it means that Pinocchio gets to go to school. And Pinocchio happily takes the books and he heads off for school the next day. But on the way, he sees a theater and he realizes that if he sells his school books, he can afford a ticket to see the show. So that's what he does without caring about Geppetto's sacrifice at all. So he goes into the theater and uh, it turns out it's a puppet show. Now, this next part, I feel like we could really get bogged down trying to make sense of it. So I think we're better off if I just kind of summarize it very quickly. Um, It turns out that the other puppets in the show are also somehow alive. Uh And they recognize Pinocchio for some reason. They they know him by name, Mm. which causes a commotion. And the puppet master comes out. His name is Fire Eater, which is a very cool name for a puppeteer. And at first he's mad about the whole situation, but he ends up taking pity on Pinocchio and on Geppetto. And he gives Pinocchio five gold coins to take back home to his dad. That is not the way I thought this was going to go. Yeah, not at all. This guy that has slave puppets for a puppet show finds another puppet and then he uh, feels bad for him and gives him gold. (laughs) Well, originally, (laughs) what he's going to do is he's going to use Pinocchio. He captures Pinocchio and he's going to use him for firewood to cook a a pig. And uh, Pinocchio begs for his life. So the puppet master decides that instead of cooking with Pinocchio's wood, he's going to cook with one of the other puppet woods. <laughs> and uh, P- Pinocchio pleads for the other puppet's life, too. And eventually, Fire Eater, uh, he sneezes. 
And after he sneezes, he decides that he feels bad for Pinocchio. The sneeze somehow changes <laughs> changes his what? mood. What a weird. The sneeze changes him? <laughs> it, it honestly doesn't make much sense. Yeah. But the most important part is that this fire eater guy gives Pinocchio five gold coins to take home and to give to Geppetto. And Pinocchio has good intentions. He, he wants to bring the money home to Geppetto. And actually, while he's walking home, the ghost of the talking cricket that he killed appears to him. And he's like, uh, you know, you got to be good. Take this money home to uh, Geppetto. And uh, Pinocchio's like, yep, I'm going to do it. But a couple minutes later, along the path, he runs into two criminals, a cat and a fox. Now, the cat and the fox see this little puppet boy that has five gold pieces in his hand. And they're like, we can definitely con him out of this cash. So they tell Pinocchio that they know about a magic field where if he buries these gold pieces, the next day there will be a tree with a thousand gold pieces on it. And think about how happy Geppetto would be with all that money. So Pinocchio falls for it. He agrees to follow these crooks to this magic field and bury his gold. Now, along the way, they make a stop at Red Lobster for a, for a meal, <laughs> which sounds like something I'm making up, right? But it's 100% yeah. true. In the story, they go to the Red Lobster and eat a huge dinner. What? This is gaslighting. This is what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> no, this it's is gaslighting. Real. Look it up. They go to a what? place called the Red Lobster Inn and they have a big dinner. And <laughs> the cat and the fox uh, stiff Pinocchio with a bill. So Pinocchio has to pay for the whole meal. He loses one of his gold coins right there. But he still has four. And uh, they get back on the road to the magic field. At this point, it's getting pretty dark out. And uh, they're pretty far out in the countryside away from the town. And the fox and the cat decide that now's their moment, and they mug Pinocchio. <laughs> they pull out knives and they demand the rest of the gold coins. The cat pulls a cat pulls a knife out. Yeah, <laughs> again, that's not how I thought this was going to go. Yeah, also, so this is like a, a fantasy land where the so they talk too, right? So this is a mm-hmm. this is a prequel to Puss in Boots. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were gonna they were gonna be like bury the coins and then he'd go away and they dig dig it back up. Like that's the plan, right? That's got to be what they were planning. That's the plan. Why did they just pull a knife? I think they just get too impatient. I guess they're like, why do we have to go through that when we can just murder this puppet in the dark? I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, they got a dinner out of it. Um, is Jimmy Cricket going to come back or should we talk about his ghost now? He comes back as a ghost a couple times. Okay. Then I'm going to let, let it ride for a second. We can do it. We can talk about it now. I just, I'm Let's just get into it. Okay, well, here's the thing is that, um, I'm very confused as to why his calling is to take care of this puppet. Why is he coming back to, to be a helpful ghost? Why is he doing that for this puppet? Yeah. After the puppet murdered him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in general. All, why would he care about this puppet? Why is that? Why is that his calling? Yeah. I don't know. He comes back a couple mm-hmm. times to help out though. Um, I wish I could. I wish I could explain more. Uh, here, here's a side thing. Do you guys think that bugs have souls? Ooh, that's <laughs> so deep, Joey. Yeah, but just little ones, just little, little tiny ones. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, little ones. Yeah, little ones. <laughs> do you guys know this is? I don't. I may have mentioned this on the show before. I don't know if I ever have, but just in case you guys don't know, do you guys know that I bless dead bugs? You bless them like a Catholic blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I, anytime I see a dead bug or a dead animal, I've been doing that probably for for about. 20 years now. But didn't you know, huh. Joey, that most bugs are Jewish? <laughs> it's all, all the same God. No, same it's God. totally not going to work, isn't it? Yahweh. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, that didn't even make sense. There was, there, was, there was some semblance of a joke building in that. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. Let's continue. Look souls. Love them. <laughs> all right. Back to Pinocchio. So the, uh, the cat and the fox have their knives out and they're demanding the other gold coins. And Pinocchio, in response, takes his four gold coins and he puts them in his mouth. And then he shuts his jaws tight and they can't get the gold out. They're trying to like pry his jaws open, but they just can't get in there. Now, eventually the cat is able to, to open it up just enough to reach his hand in. And he's just about to grab a gold coin Uh-oh. and Pinocchio chomps down 
and he bites the cat's paw clean off and he spits it out on the ground. And obviously the cat's freaking out and the fox is just disgusted, which gives Pinocchio an opportunity to run away. And he runs into a forest where he sees a little cottage. He bangs on the door calling for help and a young girl with blue hair answers and she says, sorry, we can't help you. Everybody is dead in this cottage. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And Pinocchio says, what are you talking about? You got to help me. And these criminals are after me. And she says, sorry, I'm dead too. I'm just here waiting for my coffin. And she closes the door. What what the heck? (laughs) Is this a prequel to Coraline? (laughs) (laughs) The, The fox and the cat catch up to him and they grab Pinocchio. The coins are still in his mouth. So they figure they'll just kill him and, you know, opening his mouth won't be a problem. And they can't stab him because his, his little wooden body is too hard. They're like jabbing him, but their knives just keep breaking on his, his hard wooden body. So they're like, oh, we'll just hang him instead. Mm-hmm. So they grab a rope, and they tie a noose, and they string him up on a tree. <laughs> but Pinocchio has a hard neck, too. It's taking forever for him to die. So they're waiting there for hours. And eventually they're like, well, it's getting late. We'll just leave him to hang during the night, and we'll come back tomorrow morning when he's good and dead. Can and I we'll get his coins. interject real quick? Yeah, please. They're going through a lot of trouble for four gold coins that we know, based off of this story, are only worth one meal at Red Lobster. Yeah, one Red Lobster well, meal per so gold. They're going to murder <laughs> it's, this well, it's kid. Three meals. For three meals at Red Lobster. <laughs> That's true. Three three pretty big meals, too. Let's do the math real fast. Yeah, three meals for one gold coin. So three meals at Red Lobster. So then collectively, that's going to be 12 meals at Red Lobster. Do they mention if they get like a... Is there an all-you-eat salad involved? Is there... What, kind of, what size soda <laughs> they, do they get? I'm pretty sure you it's know? shrimp scampi. They don't explain... But I would assume a meal at Red Lobster has to be like, what, 20 bucks? Sure. So $60 times five. Per gold coin. Yeah. Three, 300 bucks? 300 bucks? That's, that's a lot. Oh, I he, guess that's worth, I mean, worth murdering a puppet. I've, I've stabbed a puppet for less. Yeah. <laughs> it's 150 each. Stabbed a puppet. It's not even. It's <laughs> right, not 300. Okay, we should clarify. Um, Brian is rich, just so everybody knows. So he doesn't so really rich. understand the value of money. <laughs> he eats a Red Lobster every night. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Times are great. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the dead girl with the blue hair in the cottage, she looks out her window and she sees Pinocchio strung up. And uh, she's like, man, I have to do something. So she rescues him. She she summons a falcon to come chew through the rope. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Of course. She she takes Pinocchio inside to her cottage. And he's, he's still alive, barely. Uh, but he's still alive enough to be a dick to the blue-haired girl. She tries to give him medicine, and he just starts lying to her. And this is the one time when Pinocchio's nose grows when he lies. The whole character trait of Pinocchio is from this one scene. Every time he lies to her, his nose grows bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where he can't even turn his head in the room because his nose is like 18 feet long. (laughs) And uh, he's pretty bummed out about it because he's a monster now. And the blue-haired girl feels bad for him, so she uh, she summons a bunch of woodpeckers to come peck his nose down. And uh, eventually, she's able to convince him to take the medicine. She calls in some rabbits dressed like undertakers to convince him that he's about to die. So Pinocchio's like, okay, okay, I'll take the medicine. <laughs> and he gets his health back. Uh, you know what would be a great idea is if he harnessed that and made it into a business. That's the problem is he's thinking too, too locally. He needs to think globally. He should just keep lying, cut chunks of his nose off, make straws. Because we need straws, not out of plastic anymore. We need, oh, you can just have infinite straws. Pinocchio yeah. straws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need straws. I mean, if do you think his nose is hollow though? No, but I mean, you just you could you know just go a little screwy thing. Yeah, a you drill. Know, you know, those things with the little crank and the, yeah, that's the guy. You know the one. Yeah, the drill's what it's called. <laughs> the uh, the blue haired girl. She or she really like takes a liking to Pinocchio. She thinks of him as her adopted little brother, and she takes care of him for a while. But you know, Pinocchio, he can't he can't be tied down, right? 
He's a, he's a wild spirit. Mm-hmm. So after a couple of weeks, he goes back out on the road, still hoping to find that magic field to bury his gold coins in, not realizing that it was all a con. So he's gone for months. He has a bunch of adventures that, honestly, we probably don't have time to get into. Uh, a gorilla throws him in jail. He does eventually <laughs> bury his gold coins and he loses them. Wait, is that a prequel to Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> a gorilla? Mm-hmm. I guess kind of, yeah. yeah. Throws throws that girl in jail. Yeah. There's a farmer that puts a dog collar on Pinocchio and, <laughs> and makes him into a guard dog to guard his chickens. Mm. It's all pretty wild stuff and none of it really makes a lot of sense. But eventually, he finds his way back to the blue hair girl's cottage and it's it's gone. Instead of the cottage, there's just a tombstone that says, here lies the lovely fairy with blue hair who died of grief when abandoned by her little brother, Pinocchio. Oh my God. Well, she's already dead. Right? She can't double die. <laughs> but Pinocchio. That's called be, that being reanimated. That's the last living. That's what the living is. <laughs> yeah, it's two deaths make mm-hmm. a life. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Pinocchio is genuinely heartbroken by this, though. He feels terrible. He's just sitting there just crushed. But at the same time, he hears a rumor from a pigeon flying by that Geppetto is in trouble. It's been months since Pinocchio went off to school and he just never came home. And Geppetto has been everywhere looking for him. He's about to try to sail across the ocean to America in a shitty little boat to see if maybe Pinocchio's in the U.S. So this this story started off with a guy carving some wood in the wood talking. And we're like, whoa, that's crazy that the wood would talk. But (laughs) fucking everything in this world is talking. Also, like, why... How did he overhear a pigeon talking about Geppetto? He's just flying yeah, by. He's just like, Geppetto's <laughs> <just not home. laughs> He also actually catches a ride with the uh, with the pigeon, and the pigeon takes him to the coast to see if they can get to the ocean in time to stop Geppetto. He rides the pigeon? He does, yeah. How small is he? I think that I think the pigeon's big. Oh, oh it's a giant pigeon. Yeah, it's an Italian oh. pigeon. They're big. They're big over well, there. Well, th- then I guess the <laughs> gossip thing makes a lot of sense. Then. <laughs> yeah. So Pinocchio makes it to the coast, but he doesn't make it in time. He's able to just see the little boat with Geppetto on it out in the ocean, just as it gets crushed by a big wave. And Geppetto's lost. He drowns in the sea. And Pinocchio's like, oh my God, no, I have to do something. So he jumps in the ocean to try to reach Geppetto before he drowns. And he swims and he swims, but he he can't get there in time. Geppetto's gone. And he ends up just swimming all night. He swims for hours. And in the morning, when he looks up, he finds an island right in front of him and he washes up on the beach. And uh, the island has a little town on it. And this town is full of hardworking people. Everyone's got a job. And Pinocchio's out there kind of asking for like, you know, do you have any food I can have? And all the people are like, well, I can't give you anything, but I can give you a job. Do you want to do some work? And Pinocchio just keeps refusing. He's like, nope, I hate working. I don't I do not do any, any hard work. That's not for me. <laughs> and eventually he does meet an old woman who takes him in and she uh, she helps him out. And Pinocchio looks at her and he realizes it's the girl with blue hair. It's the girl from the woods. But in the course of a couple months, she's now an elderly lady. Pinocchio's like, what What happened? I thought you were dead. And how did you grow old so fast? And she just kind of brushes it off. She says, oh, it's a secret. <laughs> and that's the that's the entire explanation. <laughs> Jesus. But Pinocchio's like, man, I want to grow old too. And uh, the, the blue haired woman is like, well, you know, you can't. You're, you're a puppet. Puppets don't grow. So Pinocchio says, well, I wish I was a real boy then. And the blue-haired woman says, well, if you're really good, if you work hard and you go to school and you study, you'll become a real boy. And that's the motivation that Pinocchio needed. He turns his life around after that. He lives on the island and he goes to school every day. He's the top student in his class. He's uh, not mean to anybody. He's not lazy. And after a while, the woman tells him that he's done it. He's good enough to become a real boy now. And uh, they should have a big party to celebrate. 
So she tells him to go out and invite all of his friends over for a big party that night. As I like that this guy's been a shithead the whole book. And then the thing that turns him around is the concept of getting old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to get old real bad. <laughs> so he's out there inviting his friends and uh, he runs into one of his buddies that's standing out at a crossroads. He's just standing there waiting for something. And Pinocchio asks what he's waiting for. And the boy says that uh, he's leaving at midnight. Uh, a carriage is going to come take him away to the land of toys. Because in the land of toys, there's no school, no studying. No one has to work hard. You just play all day. There's no rules. And Pinocchio's like, dang, that sounds pretty good. And he's torn because on the one hand, he can stay here and become a real boy and continue working hard. Or he could give that all up and run away to the land of toys and never have to work again. What would you do? I mean, honestly, if I'm if I'm in his shoes, I don't have a lot of ties. You know, I have this one old woman that I kind of know. And what else is keeping me on that island? Yeah. I want to, okay, right now, it happens. Oh, it's, it's me right in your now? Cur- in your current life. In your real life. Yeah, real life. Oh, what kind of toys do they have there? All of them. Game Boy? Moon shoes? Oh, shit. For sure. Mm. Connect 4? They even have Connect 5. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I have to do it. Yeah. I love Connect 5. I do it, too. <laughs> and that's what he does. He, he, he chooses the land of toys. Pinocchio abandons his adopted mother and gives up on all his hard work. He jumps on the carriage at midnight and rides away to the land of toys. And the land of toys actually does rule. It's great. It's everything it was promised to be. It's just fun all the time. Just always partying. No hard work. No school. And Pinocchio is there for months. But eventually, all the partying catches up to him. Uh, he catches donkey fever. <laughs> what? <laughs> A mouse comes and explains to Pinocchio that kids that party too hard, they'll catch donkey fever. <laughs> and donkey fever will turn you into a real physical donkey. It starts with the ears. Your ears get big and long and hairy. Then your feet turn into hooves. And then before you know it, you're a full-on donkey. And that's what happens to Pinocchio. He's a, he's a donkey now. He's very upset about it. I mean, at least he's real. He's not a puppet anymore. Yeah, he's real. That's a step up from a puppet. A real donkey. Yeah. Do you think you think donkey is a step closer to, to boy than puppet? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's probably I would agree. True. This seems like a really bad dare campaign. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't party too hard, kids. You'll become a donkey. <laughs> yeah. It gets worse because it turns out that the owner of the Land of Toys knows about donkey fever. It's all part of his scheme. He takes kids here and waits for them to turn into donkeys, and then he sells off the donkeys for a cool profit. And uh, in Pinocchio's case, he gets sold off to a circus, and he spends the next couple months doing tricks at the circus, jumping through hoops and stuff. And, uh, and it does take a toll on his little donkey body, too. Eventually, he just can't do it anymore. His legs give out. And if he can't do tricks, he's not worth anything to the circus. So they sell Donkey Pinocchio off to an old man that buys old donkeys so he can use their skin to make drums. Holy shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) And this old man, he takes Donkey Pinocchio out to the ocean, and he ties a rope around him, and he throws him into the water. And uh, his plan is just to wait for this donkey to drown and then reel him back in with a rope. Fuck, man. And skin him. That's too much. That's crazy. You don't like... You're not into that part? No. That's super harsh. Wow. That's my favorite part. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So things aren't looking great for Pinocchio. But in a stroke of some pretty incredible luck, it turns out that salt water is a cure for donkey fever. At least if you're a puppet, I guess. That's easy. Why why don't we tell him? Yeah. (laughs) So as he's sinking, Pinocchio transforms back into a puppet. He's able to slip out of the rope and he starts swimming away to freedom. So the nightmare's over. He's not a donkey. He's not trapped. He just has to make his way back home to his blue-haired mother. 
until a giant shark eats him. <laughs> now, in the Disney version, this is Monstro the Giant Whale, you know? But in the original story, it's a huge shark. Mm-hmm. We call him Attila of the Sea. And it just comes up out of nowhere and swallows Pinocchio whole. And the shark is so big that once Pinocchio is inside its belly, he finds himself in like, it's basically a giant fleshy cavern. It's like a mile long. And off in the distance, he sees just a faint little light. So he starts walking towards it's it. It's Jiminy Cricket. Yes, yeah, Jiminy Cricket. It's Geppetto having dinner. Huh? He set up a little table and he's eating a plate of fish just inside this giant shark. It turns out when his boat sank all those months ago, he was swallowed whole by the shark too. He's just been living in the shark guts. Huh. So Pinocchio and Geppetto are overwhelmed. They're so happy to see each other. But Geppetto doesn't look great. He's pale. He's sickly. And Pinocchio's like, we have to get you out of here. But Geppetto says he can't. He's trapped in this big shark because, and uh, this is the reveal, Geppetto's dark secret, he can't swim. (laughs) But Pinocchio has a solution. He's like, if we sneak up the shark's throat and out its mouth, then Pinocchio can swim and Geppetto just has to ride on top of him. Like, uh, he's made of wood. He's basically like a little raft. Uh So Geppetto's like, we can get that a shot. So the two of them creep up the shark guts and pass the rows of teeth and they make a break for it. And it works. But Pinocchio really underestimated how hard it'd be to be a raft. Uh, And by the time they make it to the shore, they're both just exhausted. And uh, Geppetto especially is in really bad shape. Now, Pinocchio helps him to the closest house they can find. And uh, they're desperately knocking on the door asking for help. Do you want to guess who answers the door? The blue-haired, middle-aged woman. Jiminy Cricket. No, it's Jiminy Cricket. This is really? Well, it's the ghost of Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) And he lives in a house? This is his new house. Yeah, it's his house. (laughs) And he invites Pinocchio and Geppetto in. And uh, he's like, you can stay here as long as you need to. But in order for Geppetto to get better, he needs he needs nourishment, right? He needs some some health food. Uh, so Pinocchio goes down the street to a farmer, and he asks if he can have some milk to give to his father. And the farmer says, sure, but you got to work to earn it. And, you know, Pinocchio's whole life, he's been avoiding work whenever he can. But he loves Geppetto so much now, and Geppetto needs this milk, so he agrees. He starts working hard every day, and at the end of the day, the farmer gives him a glass of milk to take home to Geppetto. (laughs) And also, at the same time, he picks up other odd jobs. He's, like, making baskets and selling them in town, making extra money whenever he can. And uh, he's saving up to buy himself a new suit so he can look sharp. (laughs) Now, one day, one day after he saved up a bunch of money, he's like, I'm going to go into town and I'm going to buy that suit. But along the way, he meets a snail. And the snail tells him, hey, you know that blue-haired woman that, that is your adopted mother? Uh, she's not doing so well. She's in the hospital. I thought she was a ghost. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently she's sick now. She said everybody was dead in that house. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fairy, I guess. They refer to her once or twice as a fairy. Maybe the life cycle of fairies. Okay. You know? I don't know. Yeah. But Pinocchio's crushed to hear this news. So he's like, I got to do something to help my, uh, my mom. So he gives all of the money that he saved up for his new suit he gives it to the snail and he says, here, take this to the blue-haired woman so she can afford bread to get better. That's a terrible plan. <laughs> yeah, it really is a bad plan. <laughs> Why don't you just walk there and give it to him? That, that's so heavy for a snail. you kidding me? <laughs> that's true. It's going to huh? take like 10 years to get there. She's never going to get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that is probably the worst animal to give money to somebody that needs it. <laughs> but um, Pinocchio uh, donates all this money. He goes home empty-handed and uh, he falls asleep that night. And that night, while he's dreaming, the blue-haired woman comes to him, and she tells him that she loves him. Thanks for the bread. (laughs) (laughs) And the next morning, he wakes up, and he looks down, and you're not going to believe this, 
Pinocchio's a real boy. Yes. Wow. He did it. Yes. He stopped his selfish ways. He's, he's working hard. He's helping his family. And he's become a real human. And not only that, the house, which I guess is technically the ghost cricket's house, is now really fancy and really nice. And there's a sack of money just waiting for Pinocchio next to his bed. Mm. Wow. And that's it. That's Pinocchio. That's really weird. Do you know about Pinocchio 2? Uh, no. How does that one go? Uh, it's kind of more of a revenge story. It's where he, uh, Geppetto built a gun. Because it's Pinocchio. Pinocchio <laughs> goes and finds the farmer that tried to kill him when he was a donkey. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. It's kind of crazy that like Disney executives or story writers like saw that base story and we could really make something out of this. Yeah. The first drafts of the Disney version, mm-hmm. Pinocchio and that was just a terrible dick too. Really? And uh, I guess Walt Disney saw it and he was like, we have to make Pinocchio lovable or else everybody's going to hate this movie. So they totally redrafted it with Pinocchio being like a little mischievous but still a lovable character. Huh. But yeah, the first draft, he was just a dick. Good for Disney, man. Yeah. The foundation of their story is so far away from what they ended up doing and that he had the yeah. I, like the foresight to know that it had to be different. Uh, the Office was that way too. The Office? Was it? Yeah. The uh, the American one uh, where Michael Scott for the first season was like not redeemable in any way. So they basically said if we want the show to work that we need to rewrite him as a character so that he actually uh, is likable. Oh, yeah. So that's why second season he gets so much nicer. So in the first season he's just kind of insufferable, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of more like the British office where everybody kind of just sucks. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of always mm-hmm. suck. You think that's what it's like in Britain? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah. I like how you said that with a British accent. <laughs> yeah, Britain. Did I? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, you've never been to Britain? That was an accident. Did you say Australia for me? I just want to hear it. Australia. (laughs) (laughs) That story felt like four stories. Yeah, I'm tired, kind of. (laughs) So much. Yeah, it it seemed like so crazy. I left a lot out too. That that gorilla (laughs) that threw him in jail. uh, That gorilla was a judge, and Pinocchio went to him because the uh, when he buried his gold, the cat and the fox came back and stole the gold. Uh And he went to he went to the, the court and was like, "Hey, I got my gold stolen." And the uh, the gorilla judge was like, "Well, you're going to jail," and he sends Pinocchio to jail for some reason. <laughs> it's it's wild. What, what was the thing he went to after the gorilla? The farmer. So he he goes to take a. He sees he sees some grapes growing, and he goes to just go munch on a couple grapes. And turns out it was a trap. And the farmer catches Pinocchio, and he's like, "Hey, my dog just died, and I need a new I need a new guard dog. You're my new guard dog." So he just puts a collar on Pinocchio, and Pinocchio's like, "I'm a puppet." He's like, "Nope, you're my guard dog now." Hey, that's and a you prequel need to of guard furries. These chickens. <laughs> you need to guard my chickens because weasels keep coming in and taking my chickens. And then the weasels <laughs> pop up that night and they're like, hey, new guard dog. We had a deal with the old guard dog where if he lets us steal the chickens, we will cut him in and give him a piece of the chicken. And Pinocchio's like, nope, I don't want any part of that deal. And he goes and tells the farmer. And the farmer's so thankful for it that he sets him free. It's so weird. It's like a, it's like a Shrek movie. It's you know? weird, dude. Yeah, it's what is so this? wacky. It does. And when was this written, Roger? Like 1970? 18 something. 1883? Yeah. 1883. Yeah. We've come a long way since then. Man. Times were different. Things were different back then. <laughs> things were simpler, you know? You could catch things with grapes. Yeah. Pigeons talk. Classic grape trap. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, if you uh, have any ideas for how to make a grape trap, let us know at storyholepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. You can give us our your grape trap ideas over there too. Yeah, leave us a rating review at Apple Podcasts. And if you like what we're doing, tell a friend. And hey, thank you for all the uh, people who've been contacting us through the, the email and the, the uh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. There have been tons of you that have been talking to us. 
I think I looked in the last time, uh, the last six all came from different states. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I have new friends in new states. That's cool. They're my friends. We're, com- we're coming to visit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I made the announcement last time, but this is going to be my, my last month on Story Home. Aww. I don't know what I intend to uh, to get out of saying that, but I just feel like it's weird to just go away. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Warning. Yeah. We got we to make that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, you have a lot of people. So we even got some messages about you, Kevin. People were saying like, "Oh, we we wish you the best," and and it's uh, it's sad oh, really? to hear that you're leaving. But yeah, of course, it's going to be yeah. you know, it's That's important. So sweet. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, send Kevin your nudes, please, at kevin at gmail dot com. <laughs> Actually, that's probably that, don't do that. Cause that that's probably someone else's. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Kevin at gmail. I got Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first Kevin. Kevin at kevin dot com. Primordial. <laughs> Um, all right, see ya. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Right. Thanks for listening, Thank everybody. Bye. Bye.